Hello and welcome to the Board Game Jerk podcast. My name is Rebecca and I am here today with some gaming experts who are going to be taking some weird and wonderful ideas that the Board Game Jerk machine has generated and trying to turn them into real games. So with me today, I have Jason and Chris, um, who are both based here in Berlin with myself. And Jason, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Jason. I am a um, longtime role-playing game and computer game uh, designer. I've worked with um, Ubisoft in the computer game field, and I work with Chaosium and um, Modifius on a great many RPG titles uh, and have been doing so for the past few decades. Over to you, Chris. I'm Chris. Chris Ward, Christian Chiller. Sometimes um, I am mostly a a writer by trade, but in my spare time, I write some game supplements, some interactive fiction, working on a couple of board game ideas, and all round general fanboy of anything gamish related. How about you, Rebecca? <laughs> um, so myself, I'm a sometime improviser and therefore the current resident non-expert here on the podcast, um, here to make sure that we uh, understand what's going on and to add some weird ideas to what we're doing. We're going to generate some random ideas. Some will be brilliant. Some will be terrible. Some will be a bit, bit of a mixture between the two. If you like anything you've heard and you want to turn it into a game, then please go ahead. Um, we won't stop you, but we would love it. We would love it so much if you credit us with that in some way, shape, or form and send blank checks, free copies, pint glasses, <laughs> merchandise, never-ending praise uh, our way as well. But please feel free to work with those ideas in any way you see fit. So before we fire up the machine, um, I'll just let you know a little bit about how this is going to work. We're going to get uh, an idea come spewing out of it, and we'll spend a little bit of time brainstorming that, seeing what that might mean, um, explaining any technical terms to people like me who don't have a clue. And once we've done that, we're going to figure out a title for a game, very important, all puns, most welcome. And then we're going to play an example first turn and see if it actually flies at all. So the first thing we're going to do today is a pick up and deliver game where you are cats giving your opinion on bricks in deep space. This is already a winner. Absolutely. <laughs> space cats, I think you can't go wrong. I think this is a, this is a very good start. My first question would be, um, what actually is a pick up and deliver game? Yes, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> Okay, so it's probably something that is familiar to a couple of us without realizing. I'm going to refer here to um, our somewhat inspired uh, namesake, the board game Geek. This mechanism usually requires players to pick up an item or good at one location on the playing board and bring it to another location on the playing board. So a good example of this um, is, is a classic uh, a German game, actually, Istanbul. Um, Spiel des Jahr winner from... 2000 and something or other. Yeah. Also, uh, Clank um, is another game people might know that's like that. In fact, there's quite a few like that. Um, also, some some pandemic um, flavors as well. But Very that's the basic idea. Pick up something, move it to somewhere else, get points, get something else, okay. that kind of thing. All right. So any cargo-based game. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, so that could be we've got we've got bricks going on here. So this would be our obvious yeah. 
thing to be moving around. What sort of bricks, though? Normal they, bricks? Lego are they, bricks? Are they food bricks? Food bricks? Are they Ooh. bricks to like build space habitats with? What would yeah. cats want? Now, I don't know much about cats. Um, I know that, Chris, you have a cat. What, what do you think your cat would want? Um, <laughs> if it could have bricks of something. Our cat wants everything and nothing all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting. Now, this is bringing some kind of conflict into the game. Maybe we can work that. Perhaps that comes towards these opinions the cats are supposed to have. <laughs> Maybe there's a problem in that the cats frequently take these bricks and then just take them about halfway to where they go and then they just, <laughs> they just brought them yeah. off. Boring. Don't need. What was I doing? <sighs> off somewhere else. Time they for a nap. And they Actually, could be just floating off into space if you don't find a way to get them in time. Yeah, this, yeah. Or there could be some kind of distraction mechanic that your cat is constantly getting bored or distracted by something else. So you're constantly being pulled away from your main goal by something shiny or sleep or mm. food or something Ooh. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can now have it, space mice or something. Space mice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean, if we look at the actual description that Rebecca read us, it's so pick up and deliver, meaning someone is moving like we are cats and we're moving things from one place to the other, but we're also supposed to be giving our opinion on <laughs> Which is the sort of, um, so we're, we're, are we rating these items oh. before we take them or are we taking them and then sort of evaluating them and giving our opinion and then dropping them off? Could it maybe be, I, I would imagine cats um, being quite catty, as we would say. Mm. Um, and so therefore maybe giving an opinion on each other's bricks. Oh, so yeah. everyone, everyone... I'm thinking. I'm thinking in the, in the cat brain how I see it that we're definitely all out for ourselves in this, um, and so we're all cats and we're trying to take our bricks, which we will come back to what on earth these are, uh, and build something or make something, and then the other players somehow need to approve of that or uh, some sort of a catwalk thing where it's the, the, <laughs> oh, the bricks crumble oh. down and you make your cat. So you remark. could be yeah building something. Um, mm. And then others, perhaps is there some way to secretly give um, an opinion on those? I don't know how that mechanic would work so ah. that you're not invested in just um, voting for yourself. There is actually a, there are some mechanics for this. We are kind of adding one in, but I think that's okay. I don't think the, the <laughs> board game jerk is going to complain at us, hopefully. It can sometimes be a bit aggressive. We don't know what it's capable of. <laughs> no. Um, now it is... This year... Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> there's sort of voting mechanics. There's also like hidden rollish, um, mm. but there's also oh, I'm struggling to remember the actual word. There's oh, the actual mechanic. There's where people basically kind of um, predict. I think oh, trick taking maybe that's what it is, where you predict or kind of vote on what you think the result of something is mm. going to be. So, um, I mean, combining that with pick up and deliver well, is interesting. Let me pull uh, pull back a little bit. Um, perhaps that we are not like we cats are not the ones who are actually doing the picking up and deliver. That that's oh. happening mechanically outside of our control. But we are the um, the sort of quality control cats, or something <laughs> like that, and we can be um, evaluating the state of the the 
bricks, bricks <laughs> that are coming through. Uh, and it might be that these are just super nutrient bricks of, of delicious cat uh, food. Yeah. Or they could be little bricks of sushi or, um, okay. Or like yeah. I said, something, um, fuel bricks. They could be anything really. Yeah. I mean, bricks could be a euphemism for any sort of goods that we decide. Well, especially in space, you kind of have that concept of like the freeze dried food and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, actually, this is this is sounding quite good. And then really? using this sort of <laughs> trick-taking idea, you know, you're basically saying, I think for whatever reason, and we'll come to that maybe, this brick is a winner. I'm going to take it and I'm going to commit to my next turn or two, taking it to somewhere else where I think it belongs. And then when I get it there, the reveal will happen and I see if I've been successful or not. Mm. Uh, and it matches what that place I took it to demands. So I'm mm. giving my opinion on the bricks coming down the production line. I take a, I take a, an informed risk somehow, and then I take it somewhere and hope that I've made an, an informed enough risk. So is there an element of taking it and delivering it, mm. or is it more that you're sort of making an opinion about it as it goes down the chute and... You know, like maybe there's a delay to what happens when it arrives, mm. but um, the, is there an element of you actually having to move? Yes, you know, to I think like so. actually, you know, like a monopoly board or yeah. you know, any the, game where you have a representative piece moving around or multiple kind pieces. of space cat factory. There's like the production yeah. line where you're doing the quality control, right. and then you see something, and then you take it to the relevant next bit. Mm that matches what you think that brick is going to be good for. So sort of um, speculating on brick futures here. Exactly. Maybe let's get dive into what is this place? Is it a factory? That seems to work, but it could be something else. Mm. Um, what do we think? Well, I mean... Bricks are generally generated in a factory. This um, is but space yes, and this is cat space. It could be anything. Space, yes, <laughs> it's a deep space manufactory. Is it a space quarry where they are mining space bricks oh. and they are going to send them out to a um, a cat settlement on another planet where they'll will build cat houses or cat. we would have this background as to why it's cats that ended up in space as well ah. so humans perhaps are left on earth but the cats managed to um colonize space in some mm. way well here's an interesting question for you jason i'm not sure how familiar you are with this show but i'm pretty sure you are rebecca uh red dwarf yes the I cat know, i know about yes it. yeah and is the cat a cat actual like four-legged cat like we have now or is it like the cat in red dwarf that's a highly evolved cat that's basically a kind of human there is a precedent for cats in space yes uh, no, <laughs> yeah yes. yeah there's, there now cats in space that's that's got a long and distinguished pedigree so okay what are, yes, what are some of the others um well there's actually a, a comic series called okay. um usaga yojimbo um although he's a rabbit it was a, a never mind. I'm confusing things. There was a series called Samurai Cat um, okay. that was sort of an illustrated book series, and I can tell Chris is probably looking it up even now. Um, but yeah, Samurai Cat. At the various times, this cat found himself in different parts of uh, the universe, and I believe there was a science fiction juncture there. Huh. But yeah, um, there's um, 
There's a, oh, yeah. a role-playing game called Albedo that I think is a, um, you know, cat proximate type thing. And transhumanism often, uh, <laughs> games often let you uh, play <laughs> things like intelligent cats or whatnot. Yeah. Okay. This, this looks great. We've got um, Samurai Cat Goes to Hell. Samurai goes to the movies. <laughs> it's the thing. I gotta look these up. Yes. All right. Well then, my mission is done. <laughs> Selling an obscure IP. <laughs> um, so yeah, wow. no, I mean it could be kind of fun. Although I will very politely disagree with you, Rebecca, about one thing. So I take it you're not a cat owner. No. Okay. Well. Anyone who owns a cat has no problem at all understanding why cats would be dominant in outer space. That's just <laughs> like, I almost think that there's no reason to, there's no need to explain why cats are the primary race in outer space. Most. Uh, okay. Okay. It seems self-evident. I think that cats would be. Would, would they have the teamwork skills required? Do you think? God, no. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. They just that manipulate would... other people to do the work for them. Yeah, <laughs> Which is why uh, we get to, why are they in the factory? Why are cats working? That's. Uh, no. The cats aren't working. Perhaps it's humans that are moving the bricks. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Maybe cat overlords are watching. You play the cat. The cat is just giving the opinions. The thing that does the pick up and deliver is something else. I mean, well, that's what I said. Maybe that's the abstracted pick up deliver mechanic is not under the control of the cats. Yeah. It's, you know. Huh. That's a whole other kind of bit we could throw in there. Mm. I think. We've got a couple of more minutes to wrap up this brainstorming. I think the one bit we haven't really addressed, which I'd just like to figure out, I kind of addressed it loosely in bits of my idea. What are these bricks? What could they be? Mm. Various things, nutrients, resources, just in brick form. Are they, I think, Rebecca, when we were just talking before the show, you even mentioned something like Minecraft. I've not played Minecraft enough to really know exactly what a brick is in Minecraft, but I gather it can be... Many See, I've, I've not played it. I just, okay. it was uh, just seeing oh. cats, space, and bricks. It made me think that space cats, Minecraft sounded exactly like a thing that people would like. <laughs> Probably exists. Based on my <laughs> actual knowledge, since it's very small. Yes. I've got to look this up right now. I'm pretty sure this probably exists. Yeah. It could no, be a new no, rule I mean... of the internet that if you can imagine it, there is a Minecraft version of it. Um... Or a Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cat Minecraft skins. Could it be what, what a cat wants? So it could be the, the food or the sushi. I quite liked the idea of, but uh, or catnip or something. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. other if we want to be um, a little more flexible with our interpretation of bricks, of course, um, you could be talking about like a physical mass of building material. Yeah, um, to build the cat uh, palace. In, yeah, in. Um, uh game terms uh frequently a brick um it's an older term that was used for what the uh, mmo equivalent of a tank is Mm -hmm. someone who like a character type that's very powerful and very uh, tough and can absorb a lot of damage yep um and then of course there's the electronic uh interpretation of brick which means to render something uh, inoperable Mm -hmm. like my phone is bricked or you know the uh, tv is bricked so it hmm. might be that cats are doing something involving, I don't know, delicate electronics, maybe. <laughs> or inoperable that. electronics. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a lot of really stupid ideas, and maybe one of them is so stupid it's actually clever. Um, but just you were saying so um, bricking a phone or something, but the first one I didn't quite catch, actually. 
Oh, it's a um, it, it was a character type in uh, games frequently that it means somebody who's really powerful and can mm. absorb a ridiculous amount of damage. Um, so in uh, computer game terms, now they they use the phrase. Tank, ah, you know. Oh yes, okay. Because I've got this the, idea of moving. Um, but actually the moving isn't related to the bricks necessarily at all, is it? Right, right. No, that's just what we're doing with the bricks. Uh, or someone is doing with the bricks. I think I sort of feel like the bricks could be almost anything, which makes it a bit abstract, which is fine. And yeah. we just go for the space theme there. A brick can be any number of requirements a cat might have. That might be food, that might be some sort of comfort thing, that might be um, a, a pliant human, that might be... Um, some 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 gadgets to play with. It might be mm. some strength to combat those evil flies that come in your room and annoy you when you're sleeping. <laughs> what what if? All right, I'm going to go out a little crazy here. What if a a brick per se is not? It's a nickname, mm. and it is basically a like a shipping container full of something. Yeah, and it's yep. being sent across the. Yep the galaxy and so the cats are speculating <sighs> on what's in it is it useful is it worthwhile yeah and then when it arrives you know perhaps there's a they open it up and they find out it's full of dried cashews or it's yeah. um full of you know cotton or it's yeah. got um, a whole bunch of um hello kitty memorabilia or something yeah. weird like that you know there's yeah. a little random thing where the cats are saying mm, i think this is going to be worthwhile <sighs> maybe there are some clues that they can give their opinion on yeah, or speculate. Well, more cat speculation. Basically. I think I might. I think I might have this. I, got, I think I might have managed to combine this. Let's try this idea. So, oh. the cats aren't the cats aren't the the workers on the the, the conveyor belt. God, Heavens the cat no. can never do that. So they're <laughs> your pliant impossible. underlings are basically um, f uh, making guesses. Like the, the the we're turning the idea around a little bit here. The players aren't the cats. The players are the underlings serving cats. And every turn, the the cats' opinions can change. Um, and you're trying to playful. get, <laughs> yeah, trying to get bricks that ship them out to your ship them out in the direction of the cats through some kind of other mechanic. And um, you hope that by the time they get there, the cat is still interested. So. Maybe, maybe that. All right. Um, I had got... a crazy idea though, just to to, yep. to riff off yours. Yes. Yep. What if yep. this is one of these like complete insanity, you know, um, Kafka esque thing where for some weird confusion, a um, a, com a manufacturer or shipping company they have to have a quality assurance person, and for some re like a quality assurance technician, QAT. And for some reason, they end up with like uh, through some misfiling, they end up with a cat appointed okay. as the quality assurance technician. And by the the rules, they have to have the cat evaluate this, whatever it is they're sending out. And yet, the cat, of course, behaves like a cat, and everyone thinks it's absurd, but they have to do the, uh, they have to go through the motions of this. And so, I like that, and I like the idea we yeah. have quat, but and that gets it back much more to the idea. But who, who, if you come back then, who are they sending these bricks to? Other space settlers. Other space settlers. Okay, cool. All right. Um, and it probably means that our, our, our player characters are a bit random and, and do some weird things as well. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's 
bearing in mind that quat that you just said. Or well, it would be that. pronounced just cat because there's yeah. no U after the Q. So, um, I think this is already lending itself to a potential title, but let's get to the most important part, the title. And I'm already just thinking cats in space, but it's Q dot a no hang on q dot a dot t dot in space i don't know i'm, I'm just sure. I'm, I'm seeing mostly the illustration on a box of yeah. of a cat in a spacesuit floating around which in my head sells things quite easily i think it uh, really does yeah <laughs> <laughs> quats in space it was like um I, I can only really think of a reference to this that Jason is going to understand. There's a there's a role playing game put out by a, a friend of ours here in Berlin called uh, Hyper Hypertellians Hyper, Tellurians. Yeah, Hyper and he has that big like He Man style font. Yeah, with the title and then like the undertext, and I think it could be like that, like big kind of Star Wars, big bold quats in space, and then <laughs> underneath like. Sorting bricks or something, I don't know. <laughs> something really mundane. <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. Just, I, I just, you know, looked and uh, QAT is a, also a type of flowering plant and a deity yeah. in Melanesia. So It's a cum, kumquat, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I guess. Yeah. Spelled differently. Anyway, um, and quick yeah. assist technology. But... Um, all right, so we've got this. We've got a logo. We've got a potential spin. A name. Ah, oh, I. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, it could just be QAT. You know, QAT. people would. Just, oh, QAT, not yeah, not well, QUAT. No, for quality assurance technicians. Ah, oh, that's even better. What? Quats in space. Well, you would not pronounce better. it with the U sound. It would just be cut yeah. or cat. Brilliant. <laughs> or something impossibly ridiculous. I think this led itself to lots of kind of humor in the game of ridiculous um, and acronyms for things as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, it could have that whole um, catch-22 weird, uh, yeah. you know, um, strange jargon. It might be that, you know, this uh, manufacturing or shipping place was assigned a cat. <laughs> and they were expecting to have some quality assurance technician, and instead they got um, a cat. You know, uh, a a actual cat. So they, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> well, I guess they must. This must mean something. So let's put him in the job and see what happens. And so you know, the cat. You know, there maybe there's a random dice roll, or maybe you can entice the cat to try to do things like approve your shipment. Of bricks. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm like, starting yeah, to see this now. So there's one you know. cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've got to be, please the cat. Yes. Like you maybe you you know so you can get your shipment approved of bricks to go off somewhere. Like maybe you present the brick to the cat and the cat could randomly you know spend the time taking a nap, licking itself, <laughs> playing with it, um, you know, sleeping on top of it. One of these things that would indicate like the item is approved and then eventually. Very relevantly, like my cat has done to my Lego bricks, pee on them. Ah, well, (laughs) I think that, yes, peeing on would be uh, also a almost eventuality for. uh, (laughs) Okay, so we're trying to bring in shipments and the cat has to approve whether we're allowed to 
let them in or not. I don't know. I think we're still going backwards and forwards with this idea. Or, Before we or, get back to that, Rebecca, I hate to hate to put words in your mouth, but so far I think the the kind of the title that Jason has is pretty good. Do you have anything better? By all means. <laughs> no, I mean I, I just think the power of space cats or equivalent. Space uh, really. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you've got a picture, big picture of a cat there as well um, yeah. to really, really get the people in, uh, I think this is fine. <laughs> Would it be a cat in a little, like, um, uh, a sort of a little worker's vest or a... Um, and a space helmet. Know, it's got to be a space, a space yeah. helmet like, with a goldfish yeah. swimming around A little it. safety helmet. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea of it being in an astronaut suit sp- floating around space. That's what I see. But now that we have this idea of it essentially being a king cat that needs impressing, now I see a very big fat cat mm. sitting somewhere with lots of fish and mice at his feet. Oh, uh, <laughs> actually, Rebecca, you can have both. I think I think I might have figured out how we can solve our, our problem in that there is one king quat <laughs> that is somehow doing this job and trying to. Please, it's oh, no. Maybe that doesn't work. Oh, I don't know. Oh, all right, <laughs> so let's figure so, that out in a minute. <laughs> so, what next? What's the next uh, in our yeah? Uh, so roulette of- we we invariably seem to end up at this point where we kind of have a mixture of ideas and they're not completely solid. Um, so now is our first turn example, but we're not right. still entirely sure what is going on. So, <laughs> so okay, let's challenge. let's quickly recap then. So. Yeah. To restate what we had, it was a pickup and deliver. Very good. Uh, So to recap, a pickup and deliver game where you You are cats. You have to take something from somewhere that has to be there. Giving your opinion on bricks in deep space. Mm -hmm. So our pickup and deliver, we as characters, we Mm. could be humans or we could be other kinds of cats that Mm. aren't the king cat, for example. And so those cats could all have different personalities, perhaps. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, But we are those characters, and we have Mm -hmm. shipments that we want to bring in from Mm off-world into this place in deep space. Mm -hmm. So that's Ah. that's what we're delivering. Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, But to do that, that we have to get through the king cat or quack or whatever. Um, And then exactly how that mechanism might work as the approval and disapproval, maybe one of you could elaborate on. Yeah. So we're not playing cats. We're delivering to the cat. We could be under cats. Yeah. Yeah, under, under for cats. The okay. top Slightly cats. scruffier right. cats. Everyone's cats. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. I think that's good. That's that seems good. And then there can be the random deck that can be people, dogs, space dogs, <laughs> etc. Okay, all right. Okay. Um Rebecca, sounding like the person who has never owned a cat. <laughs> My, my nana did have a, a cat called Ronnie when I was a child. Um, Ronnie was attacked by another cat and died. That is it. That's all, all right. I know of them. Oh, on that cheerful note, how about you take the first turn? Yeah. Um, okay, so what, what am I starting with? Am I picking... I, I'm a cat. I've got a shipment, so have I picked some cards up? How about you first, if you first uh, decide from some mechanic, either there's like player boards or a deck or something, what, what you are. Are you an underling cat? Are you a cat servant? A dog? A petrified dog? What are you? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm just your everyday working cat trying to make a living, and the <laughs> underling cat by bringing in shipments. Working one to one thirty. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. With a how nap about in you? Between. What's what's your character? I'm just a blue collar sort of a cat, just trying to do a good job and get home to his kids. 
Okay. I think I'm going to be a cat person. I don't want to say cat lady, although saying cat man sounds weird, but <laughs> I'm going to be a, cat, a classic cat person, like a real kind of, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever you like, oh, kind of kind of person. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we probably have various advantages and disadvantages based on that, but we won't worry about that too much. Okay. Um, okay. Rebecca, so the, the, the conveyor belt of, of goods is coming through. There's um, there's a there's a there's a brick that has um, a combination like a, a kind of numerical combination of food, uh, toys, um, sleep, and nice place to 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 scratch, uh, <laughs> bush to sleep under. I don't know a whole bunch of like things that cats like in there. Maybe there's. Um, well, usually kind of having a restrictive amount is good. So maybe there's like um, two for every player minus one, something like that. So you're up first. You get to pick two bricks. What do you, what's your selection going to be? What do you think your cat, your cat overlord is going to want? Um, a, good, a good scratching post, mm-hmm. that one. Um, cat overlord's always going to be irritated, you know, if there's a scratch he can't itch. Mm-hmm. And food. Okay. Jason, what are you picking? Um, uh, feather wand. Okay, you get one other as well. Oh, one other item to try to entice yeah. the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh, oh, that's a very good point. Um, how about a, um, one of those little tubes that um, the cat can go into and hide it? Or actually, no, wait, a small open shoebox. That's it, just an empty shoebox. <laughs> Empty okay. shoebox is my secret weapon. Now, I'm the last player here, so I only get to pick one, but mm. I get to go first in the next phase. So let's hopefully I can use that to my advantage. I so I'm going to take what's left, which is a uh, a tin of um, high-end cat food. And mm. we all know that doesn't necessarily mean a cat's going to like it. So I take no, that. No, absolutely okay. not. Next phase. So we have to now take these items to the to the cat. It has to be kind of... It's not, it can't be straightforward. There's got to be like some mechanism now of getting to the overlord over a series of uh, one or two turns, I guess. Um, what could that be? I mean, we're in space. Maybe this is where the space comes in. Maybe we're navigating um, a galaxy or some wormholes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe? Not mm-hmm. sure. That's the one bit we were never really sure about. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you could be at an orbital assembly place yeah, or something like good. that. You could yeah, be at a satellite. That's, that's good. Yeah. Ah, actually, it could be like a um, a workflow for a factory. You've mm-hmm. taken it off the line. You have to go to packaging, and something happens. You have to go to, I don't know. <laughs> Still a bit lost on that concept. But. So, are these are these bribes for the cat overlord? Or, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, they could be, and then there could also be the occasional um, risky gambit, like a uh, squirt bottle. That's you know the uh, punishment, <laughs> where you you know the disincentivizer, the laser pointer, or um, yes, you know something to get your cat excited about a thing, or to just get a reaction of some sort. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so would, so... You, would you then perhaps? I've no idea if this works, um, but the idea of the, the cat overlord, there needs to be some way of their appro- us not knowing what 
um, exactly, it will exactly. approve of. So would we, you we have, select that at a... the start of game, like um, draw three cards or something that no one can see? And then there it's has only to be, at the end of the turn. There has you... to be um, an element that people can go for. I reckon maybe there's like a selection. Maybe there's three cards of what the cat will, we think, we hope the cat will like. But it, when we get there, we do something that actually determines what it's going to be. So we're hedging our bets amongst this selection, but we don't know for sure. It can't mm. be completely random, otherwise it's just it's impossible. Mm. So semi, like random, but with a, 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 upon a predefined selection, we have a rough idea of what it's going to be. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a bewildering concept. This. So. Right. Let's, 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 let's wrap this up then. So, okay. I get there. I um, I navigate. Um, I don't know. I, I pick up some things on the way. I make some some um, maybe some some money, some other kind of currency that can be used in game along the way somehow. That's a, a further concept to refine. And then it's over to in reverse order, Jason. So what's your journey to the QA like the quet like? Ah, uh, well, you know, I will um, I'll make sure I'm not wearing anything that um, could get. <laughs> cat hair on it something sleek <laughs> getting into a role-playing game mentality here no um i ready my feather wand and my cardboard box and my idea is to get to distract the cat enough that my um my item just gets through the okay. quality yeah. assurance uh, uh, evaluation without being a uh, stamped or without even raising the attention so that's good that's good somehow that's good. you know one of those or both of them used yeah. in tandem will uh distract the cat enough this is uh, starting to lend itself to some other mechanics too so if you get there and the cat doesn't like what you've brought it maybe some other things you pick up along the way help you kind of manipulate what you do have to it liking it that kind of thing yeah so mm. rebecca what's your journey like um, so I have a fantastic plan with my scratching post and food um, okay. to make the cat very happy and be completely obsequious um, and gain approval in that way. However, on the way, um, I get distracted because I see a mouse trap um, that's loaded and waiting. And I end up waiting there to see if a mouse comes out. And I miss my chance with the uh, approval cat. Okay. Well, let's get to the, the, the overlord's turn. We flip it over. Oh, no. The cat is just sleeping. It's not interested. But, however, along the way, Jason's cat managed to pick up this, um, you said distractions in you, I think? Yeah, yeah, the feather yeah. wand and the box. And somehow you managed to wake up the cat enough that it's partially interested and you sort of partially successful. Rebecca, you're quite lucky because you missed, you basically didn't get there, but it didn't matter because it would have been a waste of a journey. So you kind of are better off for the next round. Whereas I kind of get there, the cat's not interested. I, I took a risk. Unfortunately, I have no success. So oh. there we go. How about that for a first round? Sounds well, good. I, I'm always. getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, on cat games, mm. just anyway, um, it does remind me. Well, it doesn't remind me. But does any does, does anyone enjoy exploding kittens? Are there any opinions oh. on that? I. I want to play, but have not. I don't dislike it. I'm actually strangely good at it, and I don't know why. <laughs> just, every time I've played it, I've done quite well. I don't really understand how, because I'm not usually good at games like that. Um, actually, you're right. There is a – I almost forgot about that until this point. There is a – I'm sure there are several cat-themed games, but there is a very well-known one. Um, 
Yeah. Um, it could be a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Contact us. Um, what's the guy's name? The Matthew. Oatmeal. Yeah, well, that's that's his. Yeah, it's Matt something, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, well, we've got our cats manufacturing things in space or space cat um, game. I think that's wrapped up. Let's move on to our next uh, choice. Um, Let's start up the board game jerk generator. I can hear it humming along, and now it's printing out a um, a little coil of paper and let me take a look at this um it says it is a worker placement game where you are senators selling meeples in heaven for those of us who just joined us it's um a worker placement game where you are senators selling meeples in heaven I love it. I I would think that one of the first things we should do is make sure we're all talking about the same uh concept so what exactly is a worker placement game. Uh, Chris or Rebecca, could you uh, fill me in on that? Yeah, so worker placement is actually a mechanic that is fairly widely used, especially in the kind of Euro game uh, slash German game uh, genre. You're probably Mm. fairly familiar with it if you've played any of those sorts of games. I'm going to read from the first couple of sentences from Board Game Geek, not to be confused with Jerk here. More precisely referred to as action drafting, This mechanism requires players to select individual actions from a set of actions available to all players. Players generally select actions one at a time and in turn order. There is usually a limit on the number of times a single action can be taken. Um, So there's lots of examples of games that do this, but some that's here are Agricola, that's a pretty old one, Uh, Viticulture, um, Caverna, another fairly old one, La Havre, another fairly old one, yeah, usually at some point in the in the round, you end up getting slightly frustrated because you can't do what you need to do anymore because someone else has taken it. But you have to kind of be strategic about figuring out the, the order you should do things in. Does that make sense to you, Rebecca? I think so. So okay. are there a pool of actions, which could be plant crops, water crops, this kind of thing that yeah. you might have to do. Yeah. Um, but it sounds as though it's also limited in that if someone picks one action you can't pick that one not always sometimes there might be one or more or kind of again typically like play account minus one or two or you could do it again but you have to pay extra something like that Mm. and bizarrely from your example you've ended up basically describing um caverna (laughs) 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 except they're dwarves which whatever uh so yeah it's basically that and generally, it can be a little, yeah, a little frustrating. I actually played a worker placement game last night where you were constantly, um, if you weren't careful, you really got locked out of what you needed to do and would have to take inferior actions or find a kind of alternative path to accomplish what it is you want to do. Yeah. Okay. So it's important to find that balance where it's exactly. difficult but not frustrating for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we've got this worker placement game. We're going to have actions to do. Mm-hmm. And we're senators. Yeah. We're in heaven. And we're heaven. selling meeples. Um, so now, maybe deep, we should also clarify yeah. for people, perhaps not everyone knows what a meeple is. <laughs> uh, do you want to take that, Jason, or shall I be resident? Uh, meeples are these tiny little board game chips that look like tiny little human beings. They're right. somewhere between say one and a half and two centimeters high. 
They usually come in a variety of colors and they, they stand up and they're used for either to count the number of forces you have. If you're sort of uh, yeah, distribution of what your little uh, forces can do on a game board, or they represent your individual player piece. That's mm. um, I think it's a, a brand name, right? Oh, I don't know. Ah, okay. I was wondering um, why it was Meeple, not Jeeple, Leeple. So they could, be, so in terms of say Monopoly, that could be either the player pieces, like the Iron or the Scotty Dog, or it could be the um, houses and hotels. Well, no, uh, a meeple is always a little people. It's like it's yeah, always people. the ones that look like a. Yeah, they I'm look making like hand actions ginger- here, but it looks like this. <laughs> they look like little gingerbread people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Text of a worker placement game. They're usually the workers. Yeah. Um, to be blunt. So, and they usually yeah. come in one of you know five or six yeah. different colors. Yeah. You know, bright primary colors often. Yeah. And generally, it's generally you don't have very many. Uh, most most worker placement games, you have two, three. Maybe there's a way you get a fourth or a fifth one later in the game. Although last night, the game I played, you actually had 12, which was quite high. But then a lot of the actions cost more. So it probably could have been six with half the squares in, in some respects. But usually you have a limited amount of those as well. Uh, sometimes you don't have enough. Sometimes you have too many. You don't really know what to do with them. Um, so it's, yeah. So with all with all that in mind, um, this is uh, this is kind of difficult. This idea because we've already sort of said that generally the meeple is the worker. Well, this but, is so. I have a bit of an idea for this. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Um, yeah. And so we can see, perhaps test my understanding mm-hmm. of the word meeple from yeah. this <laughs> or adjust the game based on it. Um, so we if the idea that we were in heaven and we have some kind of power there, I assume from this term of being senators, we're selling things. And I wondered if this meeples could perhaps um, either represent workers of some sort in heaven who are providing us with our wonderful heavenly experience, mm. or they could be people in the real world. So you come up to heaven... And then what you realize is happening is that we're all actually controlled um, by people up there who are playing a game and they are selling between them the people and the different characters and things like this. So that's what they're controlling. That's my initial thought. Senators are day trading with human souls. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, you might be the better source of knowledge on this. Wasn't this populous? I don't know. I have that not how played that the game. Old computer game Populous worked. I don't I know. I have a vague memory of that's what Populous was, but that uh. I don't know. <laughs> that was a long time ago that game. So, yeah. Okay. So, as that as a vague idea, do you think any of that could fit into this idea of worker placement? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, it doesn't really grim. matter. <laughs> it, it, in fact, in fact. If the meeples aren't us, but they're the people we're selling, that's actually good because in some respects, this game could quite easily get into dangerous territory of selling people, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. And games have got into trouble for trying to abstract those concepts. So keeping it maybe a little more um, light and abstract is also a good idea. But we do have to be very careful with this game idea oh. of not getting into territory that could be a little... Uh, inappropriate as well. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, maybe the senators are sort of these um, angelic figures, 
and they are trying to assign souls to heaven so that they will be doing things in life that they would okay. in their afterlife that they would actually enjoy doing. And yeah. so if you, um, you send your meeple to, um, you know, someone, you know, you send them to a particular area and their task is to play tennis endlessly or to, you know, to enjoy some reward that they were expecting in heaven and they, they are unhappy. Maybe, you know, you get in trouble. So the idea would be that you're basically trying to assign particular meeples to the best afterlife. And so ah, by okay. selling, okay. you're sort of trading okay. them. Like yeah, every so you're senator, selling them on heaven, not selling them in heaven. You're selling them on heaven. Well, you're trying of. to trade them off with other senators so that you are, um, you're like, oh, you're in charge of the endless, um, you know, the endless buffet. And you're in charge of the um, 24-hour televisions, you know, and comfortable couch heaven. And so... Um, like you know, and I said I've got somebody who's very sporty. Perhaps yeah. we should send them to the athletic field heaven. And so we're sort of trading to uh, determine okay. like which meeple goes to which place. Okay. And it, you're not you're not making them work, but you okay, are basically that, so assigning that, that them. That provides a, and I'm going to use the term because it's the mechanical term. But I'm going to very very quickly caveat that this is we're, we're not selling people no, because no. usually in a lot of games there's a market mechanic. What is in demand at the moment but this is in the case of there are people and there are heavens and both demand a certain amount of people and the people demand certain things yeah that's everyone. the market in this case okay yeah. so this is this yeah. is heaven optimization for people and so yeah. the judgment of the game as to whether you're successful or not is how many people are having their best heaven experience yeah exactly exactly living their best yeah. afterlife Absolutely. Um, as I guess the uh, Instagram hashtag would be or something. Yes, yes. A I think there's bit, some nice ideas you could play with here as well. Yeah. Um, a little for, bit like, uh, you know, inspired by The Good Place or Upload. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but also other games like, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Euphoria. Mm -hmm. um, Euphoria is a, is a game. It's not quite like this, but it's like a dystopia. You're running a dystopia and... Um, you have to be careful because if you keep your people too stupid, they are not very productive. But if they get too smart, they start questioning the dystopia. Um, and they're also, they're non-productive. So there could be like an interesting mechanic here where um, you, I don't know, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a balancing mechanic somehow mm. that so you... Yeah, because somehow know. you're keeping people happy with this yeah. one thing. It's quite um, exactly a simplistic yeah, way of looking it. at yeah. what makes people happy. So yeah, perhaps absolutely. there's a way of yeah. kind of trying to placate people and say, "Hey, hey, no, no, it's okay, okay. They've had enough of being on the the, the tennis court or whatever. Let's let's put them in the popcorn room for a while." Right. And so it's a, in a way distracting souls for yeah. eternity. Like mm. in The Sims, I think The Sims game had that concept of like a person gets bored after a particular period of time yeah, doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the idea okay. would be you want to make sure everyone's heavenly experience is happy and mm. um, pleasant. Mm. And so you're sort of shuffling them around between you to, you know, mm. each of you is basically an entertainment director. Yeah. And, mm. you know, okay. senators, well, because they're, you know, they have administration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so wondering. Did, oh. Go for it, go for it, Rebecca. I was wondering, uh, 
as far as the theme goes, quite how we would see this. Because you could have with this heavenly idea of being senses, it's a bit like being um, a bunch of gods together. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these gods of different things. It could be taken a little down that route, or it could go more towards this idea of the corporate heaven. Mm. Um, which is obviously used a lot where you go to heaven and um, everyone's in suits and they're optimizing things. So would you, would you see it perhaps using that kind of speak or more the godlike speak or something else? Hmm. I'm not 100% sure. What I might suggest is the next thing we really need to do is figure out what the actions are, where you place the workers, and that may end up dictating that direction. Okay. I get the feeling it may end up leaning towards the the bureaucratic office like one, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So mm. you generally I, I kind of like of, the day trader idea, you know, yeah. like people yeah. with vests going like, hey, we have people for uh oh, we got somebody for cat heaven where it's just endless couches and um you know <laughs> uh, various uh you know, you're sort of bidding against each other to try to get that, that- these meeples into your heaven. That also makes me think how cooperative or not this game would be, because you could have this overall goal of trying to find people, um, so have the most satisfied people in heaven, which I guess is this utilitarian view of how do we have the happiest, um, the greatest amount of happiness in heaven. But then also, are we competing against each other to be the best and have Mm, the best heavens and having that kind of competition as well? So we're actually all running a heaven. Or our individual parts of heaven. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's not that we're all working for particular heavens. We are running our own. Right. Okay. Or Well, I mean, it could also have some element of like Isle of Cats where you're sort of trying to pack your heaven with the, um, you know, as you get as many happy meeples into your heaven as possible. Whereas the others are when they get I'm leaning towards the market mechanic purely because – a, if we go down the personal heaven path, it, this gets a little similar to the last game, um, but also uh, because it, I think having the market mechanic lends itself better to a worker placement game. Um, so this would be a cooperative yeah. game then? No, 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 no not, co- not at all, not in the slightest. Um, but there is, there, is a, you know, there is a demand and there are well, there's there's basically two types of demand. There's people who want something, and there's the heavens that wants people who want something. <laughs> that you're you're working to. The heavens aren't in direct competition with each other, though, as in they're providing different services. Well, maybe there's a little bit of a rivalry, you know, like to see who can win the game first. Maybe you get a promotion or. Um... You know, there's an evaluation as to how many of these you're getting uh, taken care of or the game. You know, it could be like, um, you know, just the game ends when you get the most points for your assemblage yeah. of um, this is usually happy the, souls. Yeah, there's usually multiple ways one of these games could trigger uh, trigger an end, <laughs> either a turn limit, um, a sort of a, a deck or a resource being exhausted, something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, we do need to think a little bit about the potential actions. I'm going to arbitrarily say everybody has three workers. I'm just plucking that number out of thin air. And three souls. I think there's. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, three um, hmm, Not sure. And then there's usually about 
five to seven actions, unless you have expansions, shall we say. Mm. So I think one of those actions needs to be, or a couple of those actions need to be something to do with the market of people and places and the ability to pick from there and um, change it and manipulate it somehow. Um, We also obviously need some actions to put them together somehow. Uh, And then there's other actions. I don't know. Has anyone got any other ideas about abstract actions that might be involved in getting people to heaven? Um, Well, okay. Now, then that's a very different uh, concept that you just threw at me, and I'm a little curious. You're talking about getting people to heaven. I was assuming we were talking about just distributing them or figuring out how to move them around heaven. They're already through the doors. Oh, okay. Now okay. you're just right. trying okay. to figure out where okay. they go and each of us is All right, fair enough. No, that, that, that's fine. Best, that's fine. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah. It's not particularly different. That's fine. That's actually, that's easier conceptually. Well, so, yeah, yeah, and also the idea of people, how to get people to heaven sort of, that throws in this whole moral universe question. <laughs> yeah, what okay, are you right. trying okay, to do? So and- ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I see this, as we have the people who have certain yeah. preferences and things that keep them happy, but also a boredom tolerance and they need a certain variety. And then perhaps mm. on the other side, for whichever type of heaven you are providing, you would, there would perhaps be different actions you can take to make it more enticing to mm. people. All right. Okay. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. Well, it could also yeah. be different heavens. You could have like Valhalla and Elysium and, um, you know, the Judeo-Christian heaven. It could be um, Shambhala or all of these uh, different heavens <laughs> from around the world and your meeples have different personalities. <laughs> this this or, could get us into very dangerous territory. I, people. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there's, a, you know, exploding kittens, uh, cards against humanity. I think that there's a very um, yeah, fair very enough. tolerant <laughs> game market out there. Um, maybe, maybe I'm being paranoid. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll back off of that. Okay. Oh, no, no. Um, totally fine. So we need an action to move people. We need, actually, it could even be better that we have maybe an action that takes people. I am taking someone from your heaven. There could be an action of, moving people from the kind of heaven waiting room, mm. which is kind of more neutral. Right. Um, mm, there could be an action to change the heavens, maybe. Mm. Uh, could there be maybe oh, th- things that increase... Um, so if th- there's a boredom level that people have, um, perhaps mm. different things that then mean that people get mm. bored less quickly. So that would add or reduce or points yeah. from them yeah. and mean yeah, that okay. people are satisfied or not. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, and these sorts of games are generally somewhat competitive, either in that you're denying people, other players, the actions they need, or you're blocking a path for them to get something they need. These games are fairly, generally fairly unforgiving in how you can play them. I mean, it's up to you as players, of course, but that's how they're generally designed. So it should be pretty competitive and it should be that we see, oh, they want this, so there needs to be a way I can also stop them doing that as well. Um, Or, yeah, taking their people, that kind of thing. 
So yeah. perhaps there could be some kind of limitation. So heavenly space or this kind of thing, something oh, definitely. would be definitely. limited. Definitely. And you can definitely. expand because I assume if you have more space for people, then people enjoy it more. Again, like the simple things in The Sims give people bigger rooms or more corners mm. to the rooms and they would be happier. More corners. Yes. <laughs> more corners was a thing. I'm sure it was a thing. You could be... Not have corners. But you could have more... Play cool music, have a nacho bar, something like that. I mean, everyone loves <laughs> okay. nacho bars, yeah. right? Am I right? All right. Let, let's wrap up this, this idea then. All right. So here's what I'm hearing and tell me what I have and I haven't got right. We are running um, heavens, whether we're running our own heavens or we're running heavens for a central authority or something like that. It's possibly still in flux. So I'd see that um, as we're running heaven and each of our heavens is slightly different, optimized to different people's preferences. Yeah. And for okay. people to be happy, they probably need to okay. switch between different heavens. Okay. Yeah. There's a central pool of meeples. Some maybe start out in each heaven to begin with and then a lot kind of in the in the middle who are the ones that we're sort of um, competing for in throughout the game. Mm. Um. We have a series of actions to uh, improve and make our heavens more appealing. We have actions to make other people's heavens less appealing. Ooh. We have actions to um, to um, then try to tempt people mm. from the central pool or from the other places into heavens. <laughs> um, and there generally needs to be an action to get money or something like that and generally an action to get another action. Um, I feel like there should be more, but I'm still not quite Ooh. sure what those are yet, but maybe that's enough <laughs> for a first round <laughs> to get the demo. Anyway. Okay. All right. Name. All meeples go to heaven. <laughs> You're really the best at this, Jason. I'm pretty sure you've got like 95% of our titles. <laughs> Sorry. But I think that's a good title. I just looked at it. It's, there's no other game with that title. I would really be confused if there were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any objections, Rebecca? I'm perfectly happy with that. Heavenly right. meeples. Meeples go to heaven. Okay. Uh, all right. So, first turn. Um, Jason, ah. what... Is we've got a, a deck of heavens that you can sort through with, you know, yes. as is typical with some of these games, you have a vague, like asymmetrical power. Right. What is your heaven and what does your heaven's ability let you kind of do? Um, I think my uh my particular heaven I'm is all about entertainment. And so it's like an endless video game arcade with all of the mm -hmm. cool virtual reality stuff and flying stuff, and you can climb walls and um mm -hmm you know, uh, do all of this sort of fun activity, everything from playing old, you know, uh, Pac-Man games to, um, you know, like I said, climbing walls, um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, laser tag, all of the kind of stuff that people love. So they're entertained, you know, mm -hmm. thoroughly and utterly throughout the afterlife. They can compete. No one gets hurt. You have endless quarters to uh, put oh. in the machines, <laughs> and um, because there should be that little bit of that, and so that's my mechanically. I feel like that could give you an advantage that um, people are harder to distract and take away from. Yes, them. yes, because there's always something, like something different there. Yeah, yeah. and it's it might be that for older, you know, uh, 
meeples to come through, they are less interested in that. Okay. You know, yeah. That's good. That That's might good. be a weakness. No. This is, has a very strong yeah. demographic aim toward a particular market segment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rebecca, what is your heaven and um, what mechanically advantage does it give you? My heaven is all about the outdoors and nature and the beauty of that. There are stunning waterfalls everywhere you look, beautiful mountains, lush meadows. So this is the heaven that people will experience if they choose me. Mm. Um, now, this, this makes a wonderful experience. People enjoy this. However, it's pretty easy to distract them because as soon as they see that someone's playing laser tag over there or something mm. flashy, then they kind of want to do that. So they enjoy it as long as they're not being distracted. And the lack of proper so yourself a disadvantage. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, the advantages, I think, speak for themselves. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful time. Everyone's, everyone does really enjoy it. It's the fresh, you can smell the, um, the alpine air, like being high up a mountain in the Alps. It smells like that <sighs> all the time. Hmm. It sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My um, heaven, I'm going to go for classic in my own memory, Valhalla. Oh. So this is all about um, drinking and celebrating and debauchery. And well, not too debauched. Off. This is heaven. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, all meeples <laughs> go to heaven. That's true, yes. All meeples. And go having to a damn good time on, yeah, doing whatever you damn feel like in the kind of Valhalla um, mm. uh, mythos, shall we say. Yes. My advantage is, ah, my advantage is mechanically I have some kind of advantage that lets me, uh, because it's basically full of warriors, go and uh, maybe knock out a, uh, a meeple from someone else's heaven and drag them into my heaven. Um, there we go. Um, Which you get hangovers I, in uh, your Valhalla. Highly likely. Oh, no, it's heaven. So um, I have one actually other action space that just occurred to me that we should put in here, which is I actually feel like the people in the waiting area should be in short supply. Yeah, so yeah. there shouldn't be a lot of them. No. And they kind of come out at the end of every round. So we're competing for a limited resource there as well. They maybe have different um, different interests and traits as right, we already discussed right. I think earlier um, and yeah there's also an action to to swap those out as well mm. uh, maybe you have to actually put one of your workers on those to take them mm. which limits your workers even more so okay let's do a quick first round as much as we can um, let's just say because a, a worker placement game can in theory in a first round can last quite some time let's say do our first worker placement action. Let's go around that way. So, Jason, you're in your video game uh, heaven. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, some some uh, some meeples with some desires waiting in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. You've got your your worker. You've got some actions. What are you going to pick? Um, well, I think that the I'm going to go with the classic for enticing uh, beings into my particular. Uh, uh, venue is that I will set my workers to making free t-shirts because free t-shirts will lure anyone from any place and people will do and put up with anything if they think a free t-shirt is involved. <laughs> 
Fair enough. You're speaking, I think, from working too many convention floors. That is indeed. There's far too much, far too bitter experience, and far too many strange T-shirts in my uh, closet that I oh, definitely yes. inexplicably <laughs> I still held on to um, yeah. all these years later. Okay. So yes, Rebecca, over in wholesome, physical, healthy heaven. You got your worker. Where's it going? What's it going to do? So I could be trying to entice a meeple in, or I could be doing something that perhaps sabotages someone else's. Ooh. Yeah, or heaven. preparing your heaven to be better and more desirable. As well. Okay. Possibly to a broader base. So it could be that you have to compromise and say, oh, damn it, there's too many unhealthy people, and now we have to have snacks, but they're healthy snacks. Or maybe there's a concert. <laughs> Um, I've got a couple of things I'm thinking of trying to work out, (laughs) Rich. Okay, so I'm going to improve my, wait, let's see, and then you can, I'm going to suggest something and then you tell me if this is the kind of thing that would work. So my heaven, as we said, seemed quite realistic about the real world. Um, But the problem is that in building that, I've managed to bring some of the problems with it, like all of the insects and things like this Ah, that irritate people. And no one wants to be wearing DEET in the the afterlife. Right. So what I'm going to do is uh, an action that gets rid of that. But whilst I'm doing that, that perhaps reduces um, my capacity. Uh, essentially a close for renovations in the way. Mm. Yeah, okay, that's good, that's good. You're improving for a later turn. That's actually a very valid action in a worker placement game. Mm. Yep. Okay, my action, I'm going to go immediately on the offensive. I am Valhalla. I see you're suddenly vulnerable in your your physically fit heaven, and you've got some people over there that would be pretty good in my heaven, I reckon. So I am taking my special action, which is to do a raiding party to your heaven (laughs) and steal away one of your um, preceded meeples and bring them into my heaven, kicking and screaming. (laughs) Kicking and screaming. Fantastic. So that was all meeples go to heaven. Okay. We've got to do the important thing now. We've got two game ideas. All of you, which one do you reckon is a keeper? If you were to go away and work on this or buy it, what would it be, Jason? Uh, all meeples go to heaven. I would have a very challenging time, I think, with the uh, Space Cat game. <laughs> but I mean, I might play it, but I would have a very difficult time working on it. I think. Yeah, I yeah, would be. Okay. I think I'd be scratching yeah. my head a lot. Rebecca, I agree. I think the uh, Space Cats is a great opening line, uh, but when it comes to actually playing the game, I reckon all meeples go to heaven would be a lot of fun. I'm going to sit on the fence ever so slightly, but kind of agree with you both. We've really got to be uh, more divided in the future. <laughs> that I think Space Cats is probably the probably the commercial winner. I agree. Me. Yeah. But I think the game I would like to make and play in the long run would be All Meeples Go to Heaven. Also because I like the kind of concept as well and the mythos would be fun. You could take it in a serious direction. You could take it in a comical direction. You could have different expansions. Yeah. So actually kind of, I, I reckon Space Cats is like a quick buck out there on Kickstarter or something. Mm. All Meeples Go to Heaven is the long burner game. Yeah. The gamers game, maybe. Sure. Or uh, yeah. or the family yeah. game that you end up with. You know, it becomes the Carcassonne where everyone takes it on their road trips. And because grandma <laughs> will play it. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> I've never played happen. that game, but I've also never been on a road trip with my grandma. So. Oh, there you go. Neither have I, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's wrap up this episode. Um, Rebecca, uh, how can the good people out there waiting to get into their own personalized heaven, how can they get in touch with you and what are you up to? Uh, so I'm up to a variety of things at the moment, Chris. And if anyone is interested to find that out, they can go to the website, rebecca.world. Yes, rebecca.world. Um, and anything I'm up to will be listed there. I think we should just very quickly, just because it could be different. How are you spelling Rebecca? Uh, R-E-B-E-C-C-A. I'm not cool enough to be a K-A-H, Rebecca, unfortunately. Yeah. I just thought maybe Rebecca sometimes had a double B. That was it where does, I was going. I'm but not sure. I've never met one. <laughs> Theoretically, they <Fair> exist. <laughs> and Jason, where can the cat-appeasing people find out what you're up to? Um, well, that would probably be, uh, you could try to find me on Facebook, I suppose. Uh, Jason Durall, um, D-U-R-A-L-L. Or go to chaosium.com for my work on RuneQuest or um, modifius.com for any of the uh, role-playing games in the Conan line, which um, should be, uh, I think, all but the last one have been released by now. So so those are my primary venues. I don't uh, keep a Twitter presence and I am I don't even have a personal website. I feel so, so behind the times. I, I once had a of uh, um, live journal, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, Actually, live journal got hacked the other day, so I went to check my account. Oh. <laughs> so go and check in on that. If you, I was frankly surprised. I think I closed it that years I ago. Obviously, at some point, changed it to my more recent ten-year-old email address and not the email address I had before that. Oh. Um, I also recommend you go and look up what happened to LiveJournal. There's a fascinating blog post. It might make you want to shut your account down I, immediately, but I, that's getting off topic. Yeah, I think it's been <laughs> shut down actually years ago. No, it's not. It actually has the strangest of owners these days, shall we say. No, no, I mean, go I think ahead. my account was closed. Oh, good. Okay, good, 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 good. All right. It, it would anyway, be a I've decade inactive. You cannot find me on LiveJournal anymore because I actually shut it down the other day. Right. <laughs> so, but you can actually find me on christianchiller.com. Um, you can find some of my tech writing, a lot of my tech writing work, game related. Um, my friend Andy and I are probably about to start releasing some new beta versions of the new version of the Chipshot board game that I first started years ago, then abandoned for a bit and is now back in the works and getting quite close to some sort of playable prototype, actually. We'll probably be putting that into Tabletop Simulator or something very soon. Um, and you can also on there find some of my creative fiction um, and um, I will add the three test streams I have done of my live uh, live streams of um, Solo Gamer. I have done um, one episode doing the classic Tunnels and Trolls Goblin Lake and at the moment I'm working my way through Loop Guru, which is a a choose-your-own-adventure comic book, which has taken me a lot longer than I expected. <laughs> so it's after episode three coming out in the next week or so. So uh, and so you can find that. Um, for the general podcast, please go to boardgamejerk.com. If um, this isn't enough for you, you can get tweeted at um, every Wednesday a random board game idea. 
You can also add the Board Game Jerk to Slack. <laughs> you can also talk to it on Facebook Messenger and talk to it on Telegram. And very soon, as we kind of work our way through this idea, I hope to add some way that listeners out there can pick up the ideas that we have generated and discuss them themselves. Do you agree with the ideas we had? Do you have a better idea? What would you change? Hell, go and build a little prototype and show it to us. We would love to see those things. So you can find all of that when it is available on boardgamejerk.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for having us.